0: There's many stories of old Greg as there are sailors in Nantucket. Has 29. Some say he's acquired the taste of human meat. Won't respond to conventional bait. Only way to hook him is to use a child's toe. Some say he's over 1200 year old. Some say he can read braille with his toes. Some say he rides a moped across the ocean floor. Crushing crabs in his wake as he roars along at 30. He dances on the waves and lures you with his hips and his lips. He's one smart fish. Some say he's huge and blue. Not you, non Get back on your mango chutney bed. Oh, it's me. Some say he paints his pubic hairs yellow so he can read in the bed. Some say if you look into his eyes, you'll forget yourself and wake up in Calais in an Ipomache covered in dung. Even the moon's scared of old Greg. Some say he has a pair of lips on him like a supermodel. No man can resist, and as you draw in for the kiss, he sucks your soul out through your balls. Is well aware of the clogging championship, which occurs in South Carolina, the annual event which leads a plenty from near and far to the wonderful towns of South Carolina. But we, the Cutline, are here to talk about Harbortown Golf Links and the RBC Heritage, the only PGA tournament in South Carolina. But the DFS train never stops, and the Cutline is here to break it down. And do we have a great show on tap for you? Hello, Canada. Hello, USA. Hello, UK. Hello, Spain. Hello, Germany. Hello, Australia. Hello, New Zealand. Big shout out to our listeners in Cali. Let's give a huge round of applause for our most listened to state of West Virginia. Who do we know in West Virginia? Nobody. No one. I didn't know anyone lived in West Virginia. But it only goes to show you that the best PJ analysis is here on the Cutline, it's only a matter of time before we get to all 50 states, so if you haven't been listening to the Cutline... Some people are really fucking stupid. <laughs> Did you ever notice that, how many really stupid people you run into during the day? God damn, there's a lot of stupid bastards walking Where around. Where on God's green earth have you been? Zach, we've been in Alaska yet? It's too cold. (laughs) I'm your host, Michael Cavalunas. (laughs) At Lunas on Twitter, as many of you wish I spell out, L-I-U-N-A-S. I'm so excited to be here, excited that golf is back for a second week in a row, and we are looking at what is one of the most unique courses on PGA Tour, but I... Cannot, shall not, will not, ever do this alone. On the other side of the mic is my man Mulligan Manafort, Zero Iron Zach. Man, I think that ball is in the beach. Manafort writes more snowman on his scorecard than you'll ever find in the winter. My tie, Manafort, inventor of the wacky wedge, surveyor of the big slice, Zach Manafort. You can find Zach on Twitter at EaglesFan83. You can find the Cutline on Twitter at T We do want to stress that our DMs are open, so anytime that you have a question or totally want to rip us apart, please do so. We love it. And we'll get back to you as soon as possible just to call you a douchebag. Zach, how you doing?
1: uh, How you doing? Good. How
0: are you? I'm doing
1: fantastic. Fantastic. How are you? Fantastic. I uh,
0: was not happy with the results of... I was quite pleased. ...of my bankroll, but you know what? I, I reevaluate my process and I was not disappointed in the, in the choices I made. And that's what it's about. You know, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not about winning, right?
1: Never. It's about
0: learning. All right. Good. Good. Jump right into our good, bad, the ugly. First of all, the good, the tournament itself was great just to go, you know, with the extra holes, more Kawa missing on the 17th and more to add to that, you know, in the, in the extra in the, in, in overtime right but um that was my good it, it was a great tournament to watch live golf no fans didn't bother me none of that shit bugged me
1: no man i, I disagree with you on morikawa missing on the 17th because that would have just sealed the deal for me because i had all morikawa all the time um but i thought it was great i loved it I, like i could care less if the fans weren't there sure whatever uh, i just want to see some sports and golf was here so you know turn to jordan speed kind of said it last week Kind of fell apart on Sunday, but he almost he almost was there. Still, still finished pretty good. Top ten, I'll take it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I I just couldn't buy it. Didn't want to. Didn't want pieces of it. My bad would most definitely be Kevin Na in that back injury. It just dealt me in on so many lineups that put me in so many five or sixes, and I knew the risk I was taking rostering him, but needless to say, like, like it was a it was a tough pill to
1: swallow. Yeah, I have to say, my bad was. Uh... Doubting big boy Bryson, apparently he doesn't need his irons anymore to be on point. He just hits it as hard as he can and follows it and then continues to play on from there. Who cares about setting up your shots? Just muscle it in. Guy's been eating a lot of donuts, that's for sure. Yeah.
0: Big boy. Big boy. And the ugly goes out to my man Tom Doyle. (laughs) You don't know Tom Doyle, but I know Tom Doyle, and I'm going to tell you something about Tom Doyle. Tom Doyle had a quite a hefty bet on Morikawa, and man, that was a tough way to lose a lot of money. I felt bad for Tom. Felt bad for him. Man. Yeah, that, that was an ugly loss to watch, and just it puts you on tilt, especially with that much money on the line.
1: I don't even want to tell you yeah. what it was. It was a lot, uh, multiple that, thousands. The, that is not good. Yeah, my yeah. ugly was John Rom, and I. Yeah, it was just
0: bad. Okay. Cutline is here to bring you in-depth analysis of the RBC Heritage PGA Tournament. We're going to do the best we can. (laughs) I like these guys. They're funny guys. Just kill one of them. (laughs) To give you the best opportunity to cash on Sunday. We'll be sure to bring in timely wax, greenside, send traps, and a putt that might drop in through your back door. Careful. Our goal is to make sure that not only is the grass green, but so is your bankroll on Sunday. Now do us a favor. If you like what you're hearing, love the work we're doing, please give us a like on whatever mode or median you're you're listening to us. We're going to continue to provide you the best golf analysis, and plenty of wieners and winners on Sunday. But Zach, it's Wednesday night. Resident Evil 4 is on the TV. You're building lineups. What else are
1: you going to be doing? I am going to be creating my dream team of Resident Evil characters that are going to slash their way through the next plague. (laughs) If we had to recast... What's her
0: face? Oh, Mila Djokovic. Who would you do? Who would you pick?
1: Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, you're catching me off guard with this one. I don't even know. Um, I'm trying to pick somebody off the top of my head. Uh, shit, I got nobody.
0: I would go Mel Gibson dressed like a woman. <laughs> Mel Gibson? I was trying to be all serious. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah,
1: okay. That'll work. All right.
0: <laughs> well, if you need if you need leverage. <laughs> oh, where are we in this? All right. If you need leverage, <laughs> I know I'm gonna be checking out Fanshare Sports, and even with my own personal ownership projections, I know a second opinion's incredibly important And the guys I trust, Fanshare Sports. Why? Because you, yes, you are listening to the guy who does the ownership projections at Fanshare Sports. So, who are some of these people that use them? Basically, everyone in the industry. That's how good they are. We had an RSQ of .90 last week. Damn! That's insane. So, I better trust them. You better trust them. And if you're not subscribed to Easy Fix, boys and girls, simply sign up. It's an easy way. Go to sign up. Put in your information in the discount option. Please write the cut word cut line and you'll receive 20% off your membership. Good news for the month of June. Fan is free. What? Yep. Well, that's a steal. But we're going to be moving on and forward to the RBC Heritage Golf Tournament where it really doesn't matter how long you are, but how accurate you are. Greens are hard to hit, and my oh my, can the weather play with a golfer's head? If you look at last year, Friday's round two was suspended due to the high intense winds. Past winners from the field include... Kodaira, Brendan Grace, Furick, Kucher, McDowell, Snedeker, Brian Gay, Boo Weekly, and of course Ooh. last year's winner, CT Pan. The course is challenging, Zach. What are the golfers going to be looking
1: at this week? Oh, Town Golf Links in Hilton Head Island, South Carolina. 7,100 yards, par 71 on Bermuda grass green, so it'll be fun uh pete die course so yes challenging we got 54 bunkers 12 water hazards and a course that requires accurate shots off the tee so you dustin johnson fans continue to fade him grip it and rip it players do not need to apply here you will need to have awareness to be able to set up your shots the the greens are slower and they are the tiniest greens on tour averaging 3,700 square feet so if you can get it on the green you just need to finish up being a decent muta putter Fairways are pretty easy, Uh, about 65% of the field hit the fairways, and usually this field isn't as strong because it does follow the masters on a normal schedule, so 65% easy fairways with a weaker field than normal. However, the greens in regulation are only 57%, which equal about uh, pretty hard uh, greens to hit on tour. We usually see about 71 degrees, and we will see a little bit warmer here, and average wind speeds are about 13 miles an hour, and that seems to be about where we'll see some of the gusts on friday through sunday thursday looks like it'll be pretty calm in the morning and maybe pick up in the afternoon so what do we got really to look out for here the course is mainly defended by heavy trees which can block some of the wind so you got to take that into account when you're building your lineups Uh, you do have to watch out for the 17 water hazards and the 54 bunkers that are in play on most of the holes Uh, usually the drives off the tee are right around 275 yards which is not that far when you look at all the other uh courses on tour so you know make sure you got guys that are not only accurate off the tee but also kind of have some sort of decent shot setup Uh, scrambling I was waiting heavily last year but when I went back and looked at it um, scrambling percentage here last year was one of the easiest on tour 63% of the time you saved par from scrambling so that's that's about 42nd out of 49 courses being the easiest of them all so I'm dropping scrambling from my rankings this week because it just doesn't seem to matter Um, So for me, stats I'm looking for this week are strokes gained approach, strokes gained ball striking, GARs gained, strokes gained, short game, birdie or better gained, and then I'm also using good drives, which takes into account distance as well as accuracy, because I want guys that can get it far if they have to, but can take advantage of those short, um, not short par fives, but easy par fives and and rack up some of them scores that you will need to win this thing. Uh, Other than that, that's all I'm looking at this week. What about you? I am looking at driving accuracy, driving
0: distance, good drives, approach, proximity to the hole, and strokes gained around the green. The premise behind distance, and I know we're saying, like, well, the big hitters really don't matter here. Well, the fact is, the bigger the hitter, you know, hitting a three-wood while a short hitter is hitting a three-wood as well, they're just going to have a shorter club going into the hole, and there's going to be a lot of elite golfers here. I'm going to take advantage of that. That's, That's
1: the plan. It's an interesting study because it has been normally a weaker field. So some of these guys that are powerful drivers but also good around the green game, might, it might skew the results. So it's a good point. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out.
0: Well, if you have the time, go to Data Golf and absolutely 100% check out their like blog post on how important just distance is in general and how it correlates so well to winning on PGA Tour and success. So it's something that I really, really uh, have started to value a lot
1: more, so. Yeah, I think in general you're probably right, but there are courses that take the distance away from the, the golfers. I think this is this could be considered one of them. If you look at the past winners that are not by any means strength guys.
0: No, they're not.
1: He's two putts from victory. Only needs one. Ooh, got a member's bounce there, boys. That's birdie all day long.
0: So this is going to take us to our birdie or better section, where Zach and I will take the player range from 11K all the way down to 7K and analyze the best plays for this weekend's slate. Zach, kick it off for us, man, in that eleven to ten k range.
1: I hate this range. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it, I say it every week, and I still hate it. Um, I can see the 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 appeal for Bryson here, coming off a strong finish, but I don't know. The only person I'm playing in this range, I think, is Morikawa at ten k. Um, I'm hesitant with him because he's not a good Bermuda putter. It's actually his worst surface, but we obviously saw that he is in solid form uh, on. His 24 last rounds he's played on Bermuda courses, he's 11th in ball striking, he's 25th in G.I.R.'s game, which you're both going to need here, and six on approach. So uh, I think he's ready to play. He showed us coming out of the gate last week that he is not going to be underestimated. Uh, And he's still 10K. I I expect him to be a little bit higher, so I'm playing him here. I think he'll be popular, but he's the only one in the 10K range I'm playing. I think he's going to be too popular for me. I, and
0: coming, like, he he ranks out great in everything I have. Like, don't get me wrong, like, Vegas from my confidence ranking, my simulation ranking, aggregate ranking, weighted effects ranking, all of it. He looks great. It's just the fact that he's coming off that loss and he's a young golfer. I don't know how he's going to respond to that. And plus, is it the leverage I want? Everyone watched last weekend, everyone saw Morikawa. They know Morikawa is better than Daniel Berger. No offense, Mr. Berger. But I, is he going to be the most popular play in this range?
1: No, it will be Bryson.
0: I I don't know. Everyone's gonna like I I haven't listened to any shows this week, but I'm curious: Are I people gonna be off Bryson again because he can't tattoo 325, 350 <laughs> yard drives here? Like this is I mean, this the, is not a wide open course. It is tree line, tree line, tree line. You miss the freeway, the freeway, and the fairway, and you're just basically fucked.
1: Yeah. No. I want no. I want no no part of Bryson for that exact reason, but. I mean I guess the I guess the argument can be made for John Rahm coming off a miscut that maybe I mean he's not as inaccurate as we saw last week. I don't know, maybe he just had a bad week.
0: No, well, you you didn't see what happened?
1: No, it, I missed I missed the the second day. I
0: missed the I missed Friday. Well Rahm even stated in quarantine he was quarantined here in the States, he hasn't played golf at all. Oh. Literally these first two rounds and the warm ups during this week were him just getting back into the swing of things and, and everyone right, kinda of missed it. No well, why not? I mean, he had the tournament, the two rounds, practiced on Saturday, practiced on Sunday, was on the range all day, and is going to be ready to roll. Um, played here before. I'm, no, he's never played here before. I thought he played here way, way, way back in the day. Oh, uh, I go back to 2010. I'm, I didn't go back any further. Well, then he didn't play here if he didn't play in 2010. I mean, he wasn't <laughs> on tour yet. Um <laughs> Yeah, anyways, I, I don't know how much RAM we're going to get. Again, it's going to be dependent on ownership for me here. He is an ownership fade. Um, the fact that, you know, he went down in price, he's ten five, but he looks good everywhere else. And, and my confidence ranking, yeah, I named it confidence. He ranks number one. My aggregate ranking ranks number two. My weighted ranking ranks number seven. If you look at my putting ranking, he ranks number 19, 16 in approach. And um, just letting you guys know, my putting ranking takes in like strokes gained putting, 5 to 10 feet, 10 to 15 feet, 15 to 20 feet, and three-putt avoidance. My approach ranking takes in strokes gained approach, ball striking, proximity from uh, various distances, and opportunities gained. So that's kind of like how I I come up with these rankings, and I I weight them differently. But I mean, he fits the card, right? Like he's the ace in the hole. Um, It's just, isn't he everyone's? Yeah, that's why I don't like this range. I don't like it at all. I really think the sleepers roar right here. Ugh. Ugh. Dude, he finished, he's in, not, he's, he finished in 32nd, right? He's never played here either. But Yeah, he has. No, he hasn't. Because he has. I know he has because he had. He, it was a long time ago. I looked it up. He's played here before. No, my sheet's wrong. Yeah, your
1: sheet is wrong. Sheet? Well, that's un- that's unfortunate. I still been. don't want any of them. Why not? The guy's an elite golfer, number one in the world. I'm not paying that price. It's insanity. It's for the same reason I didn't want to pay the over 11 for who was 11 last week, JT? JT was pretty... JT... Well, Rory was top last week, too. Yeah, I didn't want him either. I still don't want him. 32nd. What do you get? You have to have him finish in the top three. It's not going to happen. Well, how can you say it's not going to happen? Because it's not. It's not. On what, on what basis are you saying it's not going to happen? Because this, I just don't think it will. Studies have shown. I'm not buying that it. He won't. That he won't. I, I want no piece of it. Nope. No, thank you. All right. Pass. Here's the thing.
0: First of all, third at the Farmers, fifth at Genesis, fifth at WGC Mexico, fifth at the okay. API, and you're bitching about a 30 second at the Schwab and you're going to tell me that it's doubtful he gets top three. Yes. Guy's averaging fourth place on tour this year. No, nah, I don't care.
1: Dude. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. He played back in 2009. I knew I didn't. I knew my sheet went back far enough. Okay. All right. I want to make sure I wasn't crazy. Just saying. Calmer than you are.
0: All right. So, uh, we talked about... We didn't really talk about JT. He's interesting. No, I think he's just going to be way too popular. But... um the Bryson conundrum:
1: Are you going to play him or no? Nope, I'm not playing a guy who no longer can dial his irons and just smashes the ball. No thanks. Maybe that was his technique last week, but I don't. I'm not testing it. He's done well here before, but that's not the his, thing. Uh, He's not got such
0: a mixed bag
1: of I don't know what to do here, right? I I'm I am not sold that he knows how to hit the ball as cleanly as he used to with all that extra weight Loving around. Fourth missed cut, third missed cut.
0: Obviously finishing third at the Schwab, fourth at the API, second at WGC. Man, remember the waste management? I was all over there, and he fucking burned me.
1: I don't want him. <sighs> I don't. Don't like it. No sir,
0: I don't like it. All right. So looking at then, let, let's look at the this year so far and the new Bryson, right? And yeah. w- let's try to come up with the tournament that's going to be closest to correlate to this one like it would have to be the schwab right wait why the the you don't need distance you need accuracy the courses correlate very well in terms of their stats and overall necessary necess- no. necessities for last success no last week and this week yes for sure colonial
1: no way if you hit the if you hit if you mash the ball and miss the fairway you're in the trees he didn't miss fairways but he- but it's not as – no, I don't think so. I don't think these courses are that corollary. I think it's more than you think. But
0: looking at where he, where he didn't have success, the Waste Management Phoenix Open, there's there's nothing to block you when you're going in the rough. I just remember he was awful at putting. So I, it, it'll be interesting to see what ownership sh- strikes up here on Bryson DeChambeau this week, and I think that's when I'll start making my stand. If he's going to be upwards to like 17, 18, 19%, 20%, I'm going to say, no, thank you and dial way back. But I mean, if he's, if people are going to tout him negatively again, I'm going to say, Hey, uh,
1: let's, um, let's buy him. Ah, you have fun with that. I don't really want anyone in the 10 K range at all. I, I like Calum Mark cause he's been my boy, but I think I might, I might end up just fading the whole, the whole lot of them. All
0: right. Well, let, let's move on to the nine K range. We we've exhausted that range. I'm going to say this right off the bat. I love this range.
1: Yeah, no, I am. I'm with you. That's why I I have no issue fading the 10 K's because they're, I almost love everybody in here. Almost. Almost. All right. Well, let's talk about who you don't love. Matt Matt Hideki. I'm just not, I'm not a Hideki fan this week. I mean, he's been on
0: fire this, this, this year. And a lot of people are saying, well, you know, we, we, we look at long-term form and everything like that, but, Matsuyama, man, was in first place at the Players before they, you know, canceled that mother. But 12th at the Sony, 16th at the Waste Management, 5th at the Genesis, 6th at the WGC Mexico. Hasn't missed a cut this year. 56th at the API, that concerns me. 45th at the Farmers. I'm surprised he didn't play last weekend.
1: Yeah, begs the question, is he in the same boat? Like, what's his practice regimen been like?
0: Yeah. I wonder how cons- I wonder how conservative you should go.
1: Now I just I don't know. He missed the cut here. The only time he's played like way back in twenty fourteen. He's a different golfer now than he was then. Sure, but I don't know. I like everybody else in this range way better than him. So I I, I just can't find a reason to force me to make him a play.
0: All right, where are you he can't at, play it. Where are you at on the Terminator?
1: He man, the tenth kills me because I really 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 wanted to play him here and not as much last week. I mean, he's great, Bermuda putter. Uh, he ranks 14th in the field for me. He's third in Burger Bears game, ninth in strokes uh, short game, 23rd in ball striking. I, I don't know. I I just kind of want to load up on him. Like overall in the 9K range, he grades out the best, and he grades out eighth overall in my model anyway, mm-hmm. which puts him right about where he's priced at. So I mean, he's priced appropriately. I don't know. I think I'm going to be overweight on Sanjay and I'm just going to fade the the 10Ks is honestly where I'm thinking of starting.
0: I'm really curious to see what happens with Webb Simpson this week. He burns so many lineups and what a great fade, honestly, last weekend was for me. I I ended up fading him just when that ownership exploded. Um, You know, We had him at fair share at like 22%. I think he was a little higher than that. But I mean, you look at his course history here. It's elite. Last three years, top 20. 2016 he finished in 66 2015 51st you know this is the type of course that really just plays to Webb's favor where if he's in the fairway his elite approach game is going to be on display and then you're just hoping for you know a putter which he's not even that bad of a putter just to get hot and stay hot so I mean he's one of the best putters on tour one of the best short game players on tour one of the best approach game players on tour do you trust him off the tee he's he's, He's plenty long. I mean, I could argue Webb Simpson might be the best play in the 11K to 8K range based on his skill set. It's just I'm curious
1: how the public will react. I'm with you. I think he's the best play from, I would say, 97. Yeah, I I would agree with you. There's three people that I would play from – 8K all the way up, and he's one of them. I, I absolutely love Webb Simpson here. His Bermuda grass is great. I mean, he's on fire. As long as he can keep his drives in the right spot and set himself up for a second shot, I think he's going to crush it this week. And I love that he burned so many people last week. Absolutely right.
0: I, I I'm curious, and and we'll see once we get closer to like Wednesday night, Thursday Thursday morning at lock. By the way, it's like a 5 a.m. 6 a.m. lock. Yeah. On Thursday, so good luck with that, Mister Hawaii. But yeah, uh, that's before t- I go to bed. It's perfect. All right, so let's go on to the. Uh, you got anything else in this nine k range? Justin Rose, I like.
1: Uh, yeah, I was to say I like Rose. Uh, you know, like, kind of middle of the road. I'm not going to hate. Yeah.
0: I'm not going to hate any play in this range. Uh, that's the that's no the truth.
1: I mean, honestly, I mean, I really like the M Rose Simpson lineup start and and there's a bunch of guys you can squeeze in down at the bottom. I, mean, I just skip the ten k's all together. Yeah, and you can even just go with two of those guys. Go with more of a balanced build and have a solid lineup as well. Yep.
0: All right, so let's go to the AK range, and and I'm gonna say this: I'm not gonna go towards Daniel Berger. Um, no. And that premise has burned me before, to to fade the guy who won the last tournament. But I just think this is a different type of environment and a different time we live in. And and, and you look at RBC Heritage; it's such a volatile course. But he does have the skill set to be successful. It's just I'm not buying it. Not not for burger.
1: No, no, no. no. Not,
0: not coming off last week. No, thank you. So, but one guy I am gonna buy is Patrick Reed. And he does not necessarily fit the mold of like a great fit for this course. And he could absolutely burn you come, you know, Friday at the cut. Like I think he is a high risk play. He's not the best approach player. He's decent, but he's just an elite putter. And I would love it. If he can just keep this hot streak going that he's had this year, I mean, Reed's been ridiculous. He's only had one miscut at the Sony, but then he's having an average finish of nineteenth place. He's got the win at the WGC Mexico, sixth place at the Farmers, seventh place last week at the Schwab. I don't see how Patrick Reed isn't being talked about like just more highly. Is a great play in the industry. I, I will be surprised if he's single digit ownership, but I'm not, I'm I'm surprised. he's not above
1: 15%. You know, my feelings on Patrick Reed.
0: Fine. I'm not playing. I'm not playing. We'll him. Move on.
1: <laughs> All right. Who else do you like in this AK range? I only like, and he's going to be stupid popular, which is why I might just skip over them altogether. Matt Kucher at the, I, I don't even know how he's eight thousand three hundred. The dude has played here every year for the past nine years and made the cut every single time second here last year 23rd 11th 9th 5th and then won it in 2014 and he's obviously got the ability and skill to come here despite his age and just crush it his only issue is birdie or better's gain for his last 50 rounds on Bermuda other than that he grades out way above where he needs to be priced at I just I don't know I, I like him in this range and he's probably the only guy I do like but I don't think I'm actually end up, gonna end up rostering him more than like one or two lineups. He burned. I think he'll just so be over.
0: So many people last weekend. Oh yeah,
1: and that's the only reason I even highlighted him. I Was like, okay, maybe he burned people, and they it won't be as highly owned. But I don't know. I can't see a vast majority of people being like, oh, he's never missed the cut here. And he's only priced there. So why wouldn't I play? Him? Well, here here's what I think is is someone lost in this
0: fold. I've, I I don't think it's gonna end up happening this way but Finau seems to kind of just be lost in this 8k range because who pops at 8100 Ricky Fowler
1: Uh, I don't uh, yeah
0: I guess so here's my take I'm not I'm not saying that he like if you look at his round one when he was all mic'd up versus round two when he didn't have a mic on night and day oh yeah right I'm pretty I'm pretty certain Ricky will not have a mic on this weekend and we'll see some good <laughs> Fowler golf if he stays sub 10 percent you buy pieces of Ricky Fowler because you don't need much to get leverage to the field
1: no yeah I know I like that that's a good that's a good thought process
0: now here's the thing coincidentally if everyone basically touts what I just said does Finow get lost in the shuffle it's Tony Finau. I doubt it happens, but I mean, come on.
1: No, I'm trying to think what which way I would go here, depending on the ownership. I just don't, I just don't trust Finau's short game and putting. Honestly, I do like his approach game here. His approach game is on point, but
0: I mean, those small greens. How good of a putter that do you need to be? We've seen Griot be successful here.
1: No, yeah, that's true. Nah, I don't know. I just, I I didn't put a lot of thought into it because I skipped a lot of these guys because I just, they didn't, they don't fit with what I'm trying to do. I see the, I see the idea, but I'd rather just drop down like 300 more and move into the seven K's. All right. So I've given up no DJ for me. Thank God. No more Brooks. And I'm not going to be buying. Look at where he's priced. Are you kidding me? Is it finally, they have, have, they finally realized what I've been saying for the past year and a half who on who DJ uh, I thought you meant Brooks too oh I mean yeah but I mean Brooks is he's been up and down but at least you know he's on he's lights out D- DJ's been just not consistent he just can't string four rounds together at all uh, 8,500 he was he was winning going in on Sunday
0: last last year yeah and CT pond came out of nowhere and that's right no DJ. Nope. Ah man, that putter's so bad lately. Eighty five hundred. Last uh last one I'm gonna mention is Gary Woodland. I love Gary Woodland in the spot. He's gonna score birdie and not react at all. But as you know, last year <laughs> one at Pebble Beach, uh, won the US Open. You know, there's some similarities here in terms of laying up, hitting the green, you know, those small, tiny greens. This is Fitz Woodland's game. Problem is, everyone knows this. So you're not really going to gain leverage and you have to diversify your lineups elsewhere. But, I mean, long story short, at 8,400 and looking at a guy who's got Vegas odds at 33 to 1, which are the best in this range, I'm going to take pieces of Gary Woodland. Um, ranks high in data golf skill projections and my confidence ranking ranks 19th overall. And then when you look at um, his driving distance, and this was something I mentioned earlier. Yeah. He's not the most accurate guy off the tee, but he's accurate enough to where the distance being 13th in PGA this season is going to be perfect and in, in making him eligible to have those shorter irons to those smaller greens. And then his ball striking's elite. He's seventh in the field. So,
1: I think Gary Woodland's a solid play at eighty four hundred. Yeah, it's an interesting, an interesting take on Woodland. I'm leading a lot of course history here, just due to the setup and the trees and all that craziness. So I skipped Woodland, but I I, I agree with your with your process that he's a, he's a solid setup play here.
0: All right, anyone else in this eight K range you want to mention? Nope. All right, down to the seven K range. Kick it off.
1: I'm going with your boy. Oh, You're off last week, but shouldn't have been. Is old Mister Coat Rack at 7,900? Cokes. Uh, he solid third place. I mean, came out swinging. I mean, he was on fire, and we've seen him be successful here. He had a sixth back a couple years ago, a 16th last year. Uh, to me, he grades out phenomenal. He's actually number three overall. He falls in that weird like Corey Connors pop last week that showed up, and actually almost really worked out for me. Um, just peered off Sunday. Uh, but he overall, his approach, ball striking, has gained he's top three. Good drives, number four for his last 50 on Bermuda. Uh, he struggles a little bit with short game, but I'm not as worried about it. I think he knows the course. He's obviously coming in full of confidence, and we know what Jason Kokrak can do when he's stringing together a solid golf for weeks on end, and he just lights it up. So 7,900, he will be a core piece of, of my lineup, to so speak.
0: My thing with Kokrak, and traditionally, is that he needs to be in the fairway. Because if he's not in the fairway, he's just not going to produce at 7900 for you. I, he's too much money, I think. It's Jason Kokrak.
1: 7900 is too much money? For Kochs, for sure. No. Yes. No
0: way, man. I would switch out Kokrak and On right now in terms of price. I agree. With...
1: Well, yeah, I agree that Benyon's a solid play.
0: but I, I'm just saying price-wise, I regardless of the play. Like I think Kokrak's too much at 7,900 and, and the risk you're going to be taking. I mean, how many yeah. people from last week are going to be looking at the results and saying, Oh, you know, you take recent form in golf and Jason Kokrak finished third last week. He's, it's gotta be a solid play here when, when like, let's be realistic at 7,900 in the last six years, he's missed the cut twice.
1: That's
0: it. But granted, twice? He,
1: that's it. Two times in six years—that's pretty solid in most people's books.
0: But... Whatever. No, I, I mean, I get the Kokrak play. Don't get me wrong; there are certain areas of my model where he pops. Um, I just don't have a ton of confidence in him. Fifty-second, you know, in my confidence ranker, actually, and then. Where he does, though, seem to pop is like the aggregate model, which takes in like the putting ranker, the overall ranker, and he fits in that mold. It's just, I don't know if I just want pieces of Jason Kokrak this weekend when I can go to 7,800 Scotty Scheffler and realize that Scheffler is not going to putt as bad as he did last weekend, who's a way better player. Yeah. They really dropped the ball. He should be in the 8K still, too. Why can't you have them both? I mean, you can, but I'm not going to. One or the other, I'm taking Scotty. Yeah,
1: fine. You have Scotty. I'll have Mr. Footwreck.
0: All right. Guy I am worried about, but I'm going to take a risk on, is Louis Ustuzin. Oh, Louis. And the thing is, is that he just grades out well everywhere here. And the lone exception would be like my simulation model. But I mean, he's a great approach. Or he's a great putter. Um, has had bits and pieces of like solid approach play, like in the last 24 rounds, last 50 rounds. But recent in the last 12, obviously it's been showing in his recent form. It's questionable. And you always have to worry about the injury. And let's not forget the 2015 seventh place finish here at the mm-hmm. RBC Heritage. Um Similar to Kokorek, though, seventy-seven hundred. I don't know if I'm going to take pieces of Louie there, but um, we'll see.
1: Yeah, no, I see it. I'm I'm passing on Louie. Just three
0: and a half percent. I got like three to
1: five percent ownership. It's worth a second look, but no thanks. All right, who else you got? Uh, Benny on. We mentioned him. I mean, his his only issue here is putting. But if he's hitting greens, then shouldn't be an issue. Uh, if we have to skip down on, on kind of more of a gut play, I'm going back to the well at Corey Connors. I think he's just in phenomenal form. Um, he doesn't pop as high as he did last week where he graded out number one, but he grades at number five for me at 7,400. And that is because he's number one on his last 50 rounds of Remedian courses on GIR's gained. And if you can do that and you rank number two in good drives, I think you can put together a solid course round, a solid round here. My concern is he has played here three times and missed the cut three times, so I'm a little bit more hesitant than I was last week, but I am going to ride the Corey Connors Express one more time. At least, I'll probably be overweight on the field a little bit, but I don't know, this one doesn't make me feel as comfortable as it was last week.
0: Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Corey Connors is, is a high risk play, especially at 7,400, but that's how you're going to diversify your lineups, especially with a guy who's going to come in single digit ownership. Um, kind of along those same lines, I'm thinking of Brian Harmon. And what really pops for me on Harmon is that in this range, you see a lot of guys are going 125 to 1, 100 to 1. He's down to 80 to 1, and he's only 7,200 bucks. Now, I don't know how many people are paying attention to Vegas, but um, that to me is a key indicator is how well Vegas likes his, his chances to win here. On top of that, you look at the metrics. You know, He's not the greatest approach player, so that's going to be suspect and questionable. But in terms of his aggregate Weighted effects rank this season, he ranks 19th overall for me. And that includes some of the stats that I talked about in our course preview. The driving accuracy, driving distance, ball striking, approach, scrambling, uh, strokes gained around the green. Uh, On top of that, 6 of 7 made cuts this season so far with an average finish of 39th place. You get top 25 at 7,200, I'll take it. Course history isn't that bad. You made fun of me with two cuts. He does have them, but he does have a 23rd <laughs> place in 2018, a 9th place in 2017, a 44th in 2015, and a 7th place in 2014. So there is top 10 potential here. But again, remember, those were weaker fields. So, um, But at 7,200, I like Brian Harmon when on this normally he'd probably be a bit more pricey.
1: I like that. That's a good.
0: I, I hadn't thought about Harmon that
1: way, but you're right. I like it.
0: All right. So other guys I like, Harris English, come back. Adam Hadwin, come back. Uh, and uh course, old man Furyk.
1: You know who I do like this week that you mentioned last week, and I, I don't think I was on him as much, is Ian Poulter at uh, 7,600. I mean, the guy has never missed a cut here. He's played six times. He got a 10th last year, a 7th year before that. Looked good last week. Sure, he only finished 29th, but all right, shake the rust off uh bermuda is his best putting surface uh overall he ranks 13th in the model for me and it's highlighted by gir's gain, birdies are better short game as well as good drive so i'm gonna take a lot of swings at, at Poulter this week
0: nice nice all right no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no
1: no 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 no, no. no. How no
0: can't do it Well, that'll take us to our signature segment, Can't Do It, Won't Do It, where Zach and I will take golfers who are in double-digit ownership that we can not play. Can't do it, won't do it. Zach, who are you not going to play this week?
1: I'm not playing Bryson. I'm not doing it. I don't, I, I just don't believe in the, the new heavier, heavier is better. Every round person is beautiful. Bryson doesn't fit that mold. He is supposed to be able to finesse his shots and dial it in. And I am not, I'm just not on board. I'm not on board with the fact that he's going to be able to just muscle this ball down there, swinging all the extra weight around, knocking this thing an extra 45 yards into a tree, and then being able to use that same swing that he's used to swinging like four miles an hour slower and being able to put it on these tiny ass greens. No way. I'm off. Bryson can't do it. Won't do it.
0: Can I do like a half ass? Can't do it on Bryson. <laughs> sure. Like I'm going to play some Bryson just cause I, I like watching him golf. So I like, I got to root for the guy, right?
1: You can watch him golf, but he doesn't have any, no, you know, you, no know, it's more, you know,
0: it's more fun to watch people when you have money on them. Get out of here. It right? is. All right. So, uh, the guy I wanted to mention that I think is going to have double-digit ownership is Kisner. I, I'm just not going to buy high ownership on Kis when I can go in so many different directions in the 7K range that I don't want to play Kisner at all. It's it's just not in the cards for me. Absolutely not. Um, I don't play – I don't play like it. And that's just more of a pricing thing. I think there's better golfers to pivot to that are going to have less ownership. And that's my that's that's the sole purpose and reason why I don't want to play Kevin Kisner, and then the last guy I can't play, um, we're gonna half-ass this one too, but it's Colin Morikawa, like <laughs> get out,
1: hey, stop the podcast. No, I'm not. No, I'm not listening to this.
0: I I just you know you get those gut feelings. That's what it is, man. It's just like he missed that putt. It, yeah, my
1: gut feeling is Bryson. It's not for my gut feeling. It's his gut feeling.
0: Yeah, well, Morikawa had had <laughs> something bad on that putt, and that's a psychological, mental... No. I mean, that... He's resilient. Oh, that was for first place.
1: Well, well, he got the same thing happened to him back on the John Deere. He got second, and then what happened the next week? He came back out fourth. I don't care. Yeah, he's but young. but the John
0: Deere, did, he didn't, like, blow it at the end.
1: He's 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 fine. He's fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. Nobody freak out. Actually, everyone freak out. No one playing. I gotta, I gotta,
0: I'm, I'm going to have some more Akawa. I just, I got to feel. No, you I gotta can't have him if
1: you say you can't do it. I'm, you can't. I'm really. This is it. your segment. I'm, no, You cannot
0: do I, it. I, I'm going to have some. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I'm really blowing the, 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 the shit segment here. Yeah. All right. Might as
1: well call it. Rebrand it. Might do it.
0: I, might do it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh let's see who uh Joel Dahman, man. Fine, there you go. He'll be double digit ownership. No, thank you. I hate that guy.
1: If Joel oh. Dahman is double digit ownership, I will be shocked. Dude he's
0: gonna have, totally be totally like highly owned. Think about it, man. Fourteenth at the AT&T, fifth at the gen, fifth at the it's API, nineteenth at the Schwab. Everyone's gonna look at recent form, say, Oh yeah. And you put the icing on the cake with last year with a sixteenth place finish. Joel Joel Dahman's gonna be double digit ownership. Boom. Can't do it. Don't do it. Won't do it. Winning. Fine. I'll allow it. There you go. See, fulfilled my end of the bargain.
1: <laughs> All right. All right. Pillar.
0: All right. So this will take us to our MG Monsters and Guarantee, where Zach and I will give you a monster six K player that we promise. I put that in quotations. Martin <laughs> well, finishing yeah, the top 25, I you'll make the and a guarantee, a 6K <laughs> player that is guaranteed to make the cut, and that's what you want, ladies and gentlemen, is six monster. golfers I guarantee through the, the, help me out, cut line. All right, man, your signature segment, who's your monster? <laughs> do the monster.
1: Oh, I don't want to do the monster first, but I will because I appreciate you. Uh, so my monster this week is none other than Mr. Troy Merritt. <laughs> I think you we, I think this? you You're had just him last week. Me. <laughs> hey, you know yeah. what? We went over last week. Not one of us got one. I don't think it's ever happened before. But we'll chalk it up to the first the restart of the season and being in quarantine. But Fair I'm enough. coming out with Troy Merritt this week. Sixty four hundred. He got a tenth place here last year. He missed the cut two years before that, and then he got third two years before that. So you know. I'll take that, that wins the monster, so, uh, you know, he's not in the best form, obviously, coming off the miscut um, last week, but I think it's time, this is this is his time to shine. Uh, he can putt-ish, he can kind of get some birdies, he's got some decent ball striking, all right approach, he just has to string together four solid rounds, so we'll watch his two times a little bit, hopefully he gets the morning Thursday where he gets a little bit less win, uh, puts himself in a good position. And then manages to string through three more rounds and get to top 20. And we'll take home a victory. But for 6,400, you don't have to ask for much. So I'm Troy sure Merritt for my monster. All right. I'm, I'm going to do it.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Emiliano Grillo oh. is my monster. It's not fair. It's fair. Elite approach play. Most definitely is going to hit the fairway can creo putt is the biggest question
1: he doesn't need to putt far if he can get on the green that's so. that's
0: the thing man i i think it, it's enough it's one of those options where he fits he finished the 33rd last year 16th the year before that obviously he's missed three straight cuts uh take that with a grain of salt i guess <laughs> um but um <laughs> He misses cuts because he can't putt. Like, he's the worst putter on on tour. He's notorious for this. Um, In my simulation model, he missed the cut a lot. So, we're going to say he is high risk. And in Vegas, they don't like him either. He's 200 to 1. Um, He is, though, I'm calculating 50-50 to make the cut. Now, if Griot's making the cut, he's finishing top 25. It's not like Griot finishes in 45th place. It's true. Um so I uh, that's what I'm doing it, man. I'm I'm laying my cards on Creo. I uh,
1: yeah, all right. All right. I think I have nothing to say because I didn't do this shit last week, so I got no no, no comeback. All right. Guarantee. Guarantee, I'm going to go with our little, little friend Brian Spielard at 6600. Uh, you know, great at 69th overall, which, you know, by the new standards is almost making the cut. Uh, mainly because he is pretty good at keeping drives on the fairway and at least getting them a little bit of distance. Decent putter, decent ball striker, a little bit better approach game. And to top it off, he's made the cut here five of the last six years with a finish in fifth, 16th, and a couple of 50s and 60s. So a little bit more expensive than Troy Merritt at 6,600, but Brian Stewart makes the cut and puts me on the one for two for guarantees for the season, for this half of the season.
0: I like that call. It's a good call.
1: Hopefully it works out. It'll work out just fine.
0: All right. I am going to go with Matthew Naismith as my guarantee. Has never played here before. But so far this year, he's 6-7 in terms of cuts. Finished 49th place last week. He has an averaging finishing position of 26th this year. In my approach model, he ranks 69th overall in the field and 57th in putting. So he's kind of middle of the road for both stats. I like that. It's safe. It'll get you through the cut line. Matt Natesmith. Guarantee. Yeah. Okay. Other names I wanted to mention. 6,000 range. We got Harry Higgs, Andrew Landry, Wyndham Clark, Nate Lashley. And just because I would love saying his name, Cameron Tringale. Yeah, no, all, all,
1: all decent names. I don't really have a whole lot of other. You got Chez Revi. You got Revi making an appearance. Are you going to take any VJ? I, like I think I'll, if I take anybody else, it might be a little Siwoo Kim.
0: Not bad.
1: Maybe some Adam Shank.
0: And I think that's about all I have. Uh, How about Pat and Kazire at 6,000? No, minimum.
1: no, no, pass. No Bill Haas. Don't play Bill Haas. Please don't do it.
0: Ted Potter Jr. at 6K.
1: Also pass. Kevin i I'd rather play Adam, Adam Long or Carlos Ortiz.
0: Sep Straka.
1: Hey, like I said, he came out and crushed it round one last week and then just shit the bed on Friday. Oh,
0: wait. Right. That's fun.
1: That was good. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones, and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. Oh, I think
0: I love him. Well, that'll do it. It's over. It's all over. That'll wrap things up for the cut line and our analysis of the RBC Heritage Tournament at Harbortown. Make sure you check in next week as we break down the Travelers Championship.
1: The oh, big- it's Chaz Review Week. It is. Hey, hey, we got a couple minutes, so I just wanted to point out that we didn't point out last week that it would have been our one-year anniversary show last week, and we did not mention it. So thanks to you, for all of you, for being here with us for a year. That is true.
0: That's awesome.
1: We got canceled. We got canceled on the one-year show. That's right.
0: The the COVID-19 corona cancellation, the year we were supposed to do our one-year show, and so... Technically, last last show, even though longer than either in terms of the timeline, what, yep. was our
1: one-year anniversary. Look at us, right. long That's journey, right. baby, making it, made it this far.
0: Well, we want to give a special thanks to Fantasy National PGA Tour, Fanshare Sports, and of course, in our one year. Why don't we do a giveaway? No one's gonna know because we're at the end. They not? stop listening. Yeah, everyone's hey, already turned it off. Like, we're giving we'll shit away. We'll figure it out. All right, we want to thank our listeners. <laughs> Where you can follow the Cutline on Twitter at tcutline. Follow Zach at Eaglesfan83. And you can follow me at Lunis. Zach, thank you for joining me for a great show. You did awesome, as always.
1: Thank you for everything.
0: <laughs> <sighs> get those builds started. Trust your process. Intuition. All that fun stuff. Lots of green coming your way Sunday. Go and get them. See you later.